This is our third session on uh, this passage from chapter 1, 20 to 26, trying to understand in what way Christ is magnified in our bodies, in Paul's body, both by life and by death. So, Father, I ask one more time on this magnificent section, radical section, that you would work both a willingness to die and a willingness to live in such a way that Christ would look magnificent in our bodies as we live. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. It is my eager expectation and hope that I will not at all be ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be magnified in my body. The great passion of Paul, Christ glorified, Christ shown to be magnificent in my body, whether by life or by death. We've sent, we spent a session in each of those. For to me, to live is Christ, which explains how Christ is magnified by life, and to die is gain, which explains how Christ is magnified by my death. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. And we connected that with fruitful labor for me. We connected with chapter 1, verse 10 and 11, where Paul is praying that the saints would be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. And and so Paul is praying, that's his bodily ministry, and he becomes the instrument then of Jesus Christ producing this fruit. And in that sense, for him to live and pray and serve is Christ, because in his living and praying and serving, fruitful, fruitful labor happens for him, because that labor is really the fruit of of Christ, both in him and in them. But what we didn't notice is how amazingly that's confirmed in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. So, in a sense, I've died. Profound sense. Every Christian in baptism and faith has been buried with Christ and we died. It is no longer I who live No longer I who live, but Christ. Now that sounds like to me to live is Christ. To live is Christ. Back in Philippians 1. Christ who lives in me. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh. So he does live. I now live. No longer, no longer I who live, but Christ lives. And yet I do live. And so the way Christ lives in me is that I live in the flesh by faith. As he trusts Christ, rests in Christ, is satisfied with Christ who loved him and gave himself for him. In that sense, Christ is living through him. Christ is shown through him. So the way we turn our life into a life of Christ is by trusting Christ. Now, we went on and we showed, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith. So Paul is going to uh, make his, his living count for their joy. 
Dying would have counted immediately for his joy. Living is going to count for their joy. And the upshot of their joy is that they have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus. When Paul becomes a a means of their joy of faith, Christ is their boast, and Christ is thus magnified through their joy and their boasting in that joy. There's one other text that sheds light on how living magnifies Christ, not just dying Philippians 3, 7, and 8. Whatever gain, now there's the link with chapter 1, 21, right? For to me to live is is, um, Christ, to die is gain. But now the gain is happening in life. Whatever gain I had, I counted as loss. So while I'm still alive, not just when I die do I count everything as loss, but in my life I count everything as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count Everything is loss. So everything is loss. Whatever was gain, I count as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So the gain is while we live, we know Christ. When we die, we gain Christ. While we live, we know Christ who is surpassingly valuable to know. In fact, to know him is better than anything we could gain now, and so he counts it all as loss in comparison. For his sake I have suffered the loss, in order that he's ready to walk away from anything if he might have more of Christ and gain Christ. I have suffered the loss of all things, count them as rubbish, in order that I might gain Christ. So these, this double use of the word gain links it up with 121, where to die was gain, and now he's arguing that not only is Christ magnified by his death, but by his life, for to live is Christ. And I'm arguing that that right there is best expounded not only in Galatians 2.20, but right here in 3, 7, and 8. And here's the, here's the best way to sum it up. I'm circling back now to uh, get at this Christian... hedonism, which I've said hundreds of times, is summed up in God is most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in him. But now I'm going to sum it up, I think, the way Paul would from from these verses. It goes like this. Christ is most magnified In us, in Paul's body and in us following him, Christ is most magnified in us, in in life or in death. When we are more follow me carefully, more satisfied in him, in Christ, than 
So more satisfied in Christ, when we are more satisfied in Christ than in what we have in this life, that's 3, three eight, or what we lose in death. That's 121 to 23. Can't fit it on. Hope you can read it. Christ is most magnified in us, whether we live or die, when we are more satisfied in Christ than in what we have in this life. That's what it means to live as Christ and what we lose in death. And that's what it means to die is gain. And those are the two ways by which Christ is magnified, which is why I have devoted my life to trying to understand and explain and, and herald Christian hedonism.